Hello and welcome back to the Underwater Sunshine Podcast. I am Uno of your hostos, uh. Adam Duritz. That was terrible. <laughs> and I'm here with my friend and compatriot or amigo, Due, the Due hosto, James Campioni. How are you, sir? Yeah, it didn't get any better when you did it. It's just all trash. <laughs> um, I'm great, and we are continuing our preview of the underwater sunshine bands we have not gotten to yet. But before we get to the rest of them, we're going to start with this because we accidentally lost a chunk of the digital recording when we did the stew shows, uh, and we lost this song. And it took us till now to figure out what, what song, song had gone away. <laughs> so we're going to open with this today. This is from their first album. It was supposed to be the first song on the first. Stu and the Negro Problem podcast. This is from uh, Post Minstrel Syndrome, 1997, the first album by the Negro Problem. This is If You Would Have Traveled on the 93 North Today. If you would have traveled on the 93 North Today, oh, you would have seen how the light laid on Main Street. If you would have traveled,
Yes, and I do remember a couple of things I said. Oh, my God, that is such a great song. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, I do remember two things that, that hit me when we played that song that we lost in the uh, the, the part that we uh, – Got lost was the um that the monster down 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 that quick thing of the monsters theme which I got to kick out of and plus this shows and I and it's funny because it informs some of the other songs that were played specifically on the first of the two podcasts about how much I think Stu is influenced by Frank Zappa because that is so Zappa esque that whole bit that cellular phone but then this the cellular phone thing and everything else going on at the same time reminds me so much of Zappa and the Mothers it really does it's so great so uh, clever it's so Stu <laughs> yeah it's it's got a little more of the sweeping melodies than the Zappa stuff but I know exactly what you mean yeah 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 it, it's it's just a fantastic piece of music it's the first or second song on his first album so that's that was supposed to be the first thing anyone yeah, heard out of yeah. the box. Instead, it is the last thing anyone heard out of that box. Uh, but for he us. is. Well, you know, as I said on my on my announcement uh, for that podcast, there will be a part three of the Stu and the Negro Problem podcast because we haven't gotten to all the later stuff and Passing Strange. Right. But we will do that at some point. But today we're back into the Underwater Sunshine Festival because it happens in a week. And uh, we got to talk about a few more bands. We sure do. And Stu is going to be one of those bands. So that's yes, he cool. is. Let's talk about Erica Blinn. Another country-esque artist. I would say more country in essence than, uh, than Hawks and Doves. Oh, she, definitely. She reminds me so much of Lucinda Williams. I love that the way she phrases the songs. I love the – and again – very much a traditional country sound. We've often talked about on this podcast the meshing of rock and roll and country in the modern country sound as opposed to the earlier George Jones or Willie Nelson or Waylon Jennings or uh, certainly going all the way back to Hank Williams. But she has that. She has that uh, lineage, and it comes across in these songs so beautifully. And I, and I was really digging on her new record as well as like older stuff because uh, you know this week – to bone up on this, a lot of these these acts we're, we're learning about, too, for the first time. We're really excited about seeing live. And uh, she really stood out to me because I do love Lucinda Williams so much in that kind of style of music that um, is kind of lost in the modern country. I love it. Yeah, she's got some of that tone for sure. I think she's actually from Ohio, but right. uh, she's that, got well, a lot of Nashville in her. She decamped sure. to Nashville, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, does she live in Nashville now? She does, yeah. yeah that, 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 would, that makes sense. Uh, this is the song that you picked out. Yes. Uh, and it's called Dance with the One Who Brought You Here. Erica Blinn from her record, uh, this year's record, Better Than Gold. Dance with the One Who Brought You Here.
Yeah, Erica Blinn <clears throat> doing uh, a really, uh, to me, again, a, a traditional country rock song. And it's got all the great elements in there. Sort of the, that, that cool little slide, you know, that ride cooter sound, uh, the harmonica part at the end. It just, it, it's a real good boogie. It's, got a, it's almost like funky in a way. And uh, I, I, I love that song. And uh, it's a great sound. She's got a great sound. And, um, it, uh, and also a, a performer that I'd love to see play live. And that's, again, one of the perks of Underwater Sunshine Festival. Yeah, you get to come hang out and see all kinds of different music. She's playing uh, also upstairs. She opens the show upstairs on, uh, on, at the Saturday show, I believe. It's, I just occurred to me it's entirely possible. All these things have been moved around since I... <laughs> who knows? I think, she, I think she opens the Saturday show at 6.30 on Saturday. Uh, there is a website that you can go to that I'm yeah. sure when this is solidified, you can see where everyone goes. It's very true. It's very true and a good point. I'm go to the website. doing these somewhat off the top of my head in the worst possible way. Uh, <laughs> Two weeks before the... And this thing is very organic. Let me just say, I've sat when it was Outlaw Roadshow with Barbara Rappaport, uh, who's now Barbara... Garrett. Garrett. And um, it's it's wild to watch all these bands coming and going. Everybody's got their time, and it's it's a well-oiled machine. I've said it before. I think the second or third podcast we ever did, we sort of celebrated what you do here, and uh, and it's going to be the same thing. So it's very organic. Uh, it will be a set scheduling, but you know, many things could change in the next couple of weeks. I'm yes, sure. yes, yes. Um... So uh, move on next to uh, an artist who's uh, been playing around the Outlaw Roadshow for a long time. His band, Foreign Fields, uh, did the Outlaw Roadshow tour as well. Uh, and uh, they are one of my favorite all-time bands from the Outlaw Roadshow. Uh, Foreign Fields, just magical, emotional, breathtakingly beautiful music. The first of our Wisconsin bands. Right. To uh, to join the fray, uh, introducing we, we us later. Them. We played them on the podcast. Yes, the they yeah. introduced us later to uh, Daniel and the Lion, Lion right. to Boom Forest, uh, to Fox. Of course, we also had Field Report from Wisconsin, although we found out about them separately. It's amazing. But uh, Brian has a new solo project called Boy Bjorn. Uh, it's a little more electronic than... Uh, than uh, Foreign Fields was. Uh, and, of course, Foreign Fields is the product of... Uh, both Brian Hall and Eric Hillman, his partner, the two of them are their songwriters for uh, Foreign Fields. But this is Brian's solo project. Uh, it's called Boy Bjorn, uh, and it the record is called Mistaken Animals. It's coming out, I believe, right before the festival. But I have a few of the songs here, and I'm going to play you one of those. A uh, pretty beautiful song called Anchorage, which starts off with this quote. It's about the way you remember your memories and it begins with like him remembering laying on the floor as a child talking to his grandmother uh, and something about the first verse is like I listened to what she said and then I finished parting my hair where she started uh, it's just a great line in there about mm -hmm. that uh, but this is Anchorage by Boy Bjorn the solo project from my friend Brian Hall
And we talked like we never talked Laying on a carpet Opened her heart up And then I combed my hair And redid the part that she had started Yeah, I just think that's a beautiful song. That first part about the grandmother is a great 
the detail of it. That's like songwriting detail that you really want to have. Um, I want to play another song by him because, uh, as I said, there were two songwriters in Foreign Fields, and I just want to play one of Brian's songs from then, and I actually think we played it on an earlier podcast, but I don't care. I love this song so much. Uh, it's from their EP, uh, What I Kept in Hiding, uh, which is 2015, so it's three years ago. Uh, and this is, I think, the first song on the record. This is Foreign Fields, uh, but it's a Brian Hall song uh, called I Have Your Weapons. Don't you cry, you're not the only one. That it's a simple world with a simple end. Gone is gold, a lesson there. Don't be shy, come through your fence. I love this world, but now it's time for it. Disappear. I love you all, but now it's time for us to disappear. And you.
Yeah, that's uh, that is a fantastic song. It's a great sounding song, and those guys are magnificent singers. There's no other way around it. It's it's the thing that drives the song. It's just the 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 the, the emotion and the ability of those guys to sing and sing together. Is yeah, their their compositions are out of this world, <clears throat> and uh, and the vocals are as well. And the vocal compositions of the two of them, the harmonies, the way they weave in and out of each other, they're they're just kind of great. I love those two. Those cats. Yeah, those cats. From Wisconsin, where apparently half the bands that played <laughs> a low road show are from Wisconsin. I don't know why, but they just don't. It, it, or it's Nashville. something in the water, man. It's yeah. something in the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of cats, <laughs> Elizabeth and the Cat Apult. Oh, very good. Yes. Uh, I was very happy to hear that they will be joining the roster for the festival this year because their first album and I hadn't heard it in a really long time so it was cool I got to go through some of their their later stuff um, preparing for this podcast and their first album I loved so much and played it over and over again there's quite a few uh, favorites of mine and we'll, that's we'll 2009's play. Taller Children yes and I and I want to play something that's a favorite of mine from that record but I, I, it was great hearing because I never knew this about uh, uh, their, their, uh, the Elizabeth in there Zyman or Zeman and I apologize to uh, Elizabeth ahead of time. And this will be a chance for somebody whose name I don't get right to actually confront me at the festival and tell me what it is. But anyway, she's a, she's a Brooklyn girl who uh, kind of got her start in the Greenwich Village, a place that we uh, know and love well, and uh, went to uh, Berkeley. And she studied music in jazz. She's a jazz catch. Her, her vocal uh, heroes are, they go right across the board. Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughn, Billie Holiday, Nina Simone. Um, it's just and it makes perfect sense to me now because when I heard that first record, I didn't put the two and two together. But she does have that phrasing and that um, the ability of her voice to go there and combine a little jazz sensibilities with rock and roll. And and this is not you know straight rock. There's a lot of folk style in here, uh, kind of a funkiness, as uh, Zoe was saying earlier, off the air. There is a kind of funky quality to these songs uh, that I love, and I especially love her version of the uh, of the Cohen song. Uh, everybody knows from that first record. It's it's just so – it's my favorite version of that song. And you and I have talked about uh, the late, great Leonard Cohen quite a bit about how a lot of his songs, which are really great songs, his versions are not always the best versions. There's always better ones, Hallelujah being more – you know, the more famous one yeah. that people have taken to another level like Jeff Buckley or something. But the, the first album I, I really loved, and it's been years since I listened to it, and then listening to the latest stuff – it's it's they still have their chops. They're they're a really great band. It's going to be fun watching them play live. Yeah, although uh, it's funny, uh, Barbara Garrett turned me on to this band. This isn't a band that I knew, but Barbara has been a fan for a while. And uh, but you have known them for you've been into their music for ten years. Yeah, know, or I at mean. least only really mainly. I my friend Peter Blazevic, who's a jazz cat. It's funny. He loves jazz and studies it and. Uh, and he loves that cross pollination of jazz and, and and rock and roll. He's always long sting, you know, his his foray into into playing with jazz cats. But uh, and it makes perfect sense. He would dig on this record. He's like, you got to hear this. And I remember listening to it and being like, yeah, this is really great stuff. Although I will say this, uh, this is one of those Leonard Cohen songs where I actually think his version is very good. I love. The like, w- I don't like the Hallelujah, not just the vocal, but the uh, the instrumentation on that version of, of Hallelujah. I really don't like the the yeah. the, the uh, arrangement of it. Uh, his version, but uh, everybody knows is a good. Uh, that's a good Leonard Cohen song. It I is. I, I maybe it's a bad example. Although I do like this version. Well, it's aside, but I like this version better than his. Although his is absolutely representative, uh, because I think 
the deepness of his voice, the real solemnity to the way he's singing about, you know, every, you know, it's, it's basically a song of doom. And, um, but coming from her though, it's, it's quite, um, sexy in a way. It's quite, uh, seductive, almost like saying, Hey, listen, it's, it's, it's fine. As long as we know things are rotten, it's going to be fine. <laughs> so let's play it. Let's yeah. play Elizabeth and the Catapults version from Taller Children. This is Everybody Knows. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed Everybody knows that the war is over Everybody knows that the good guys lost Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor and the rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows Cause everybody knows that the boat is leaking Everybody knows that the captain lied Everybody's got this broken feeling Like their daddy or their dog just died Everybody's talking to their pockets Everybody wants a box of chocolates And a long stem rose Everybody knows Cause everybody
And that's Everybody Knows by Elizabeth <laughs> and the Catapult. Of course, originally recorded and written by Leonard Cohen. <laughs> Uh, Everybody knows. From I'm Your Man from 1988's record, which is sort of a comeback for him. I uh, love the uh, string arrangement there at the end, too. And, and she just brings it up. That was the thing I had forgotten about that song. She brings it up there uh, where he stays in his Leonard Cohen level in his version. And he's my cartoon radio voice. That's good. That's good. This everybody knows. <laughs> Coming at you. I want to play something from the new album, too, though. Her new album, Keepsake, just came out this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's last year. I can't remember. Uh, and I could not decide what song to use on this. You had one that you suggested. Uh, I can't remember which one that was. I was thinking about uh, Underwater because that's a song oh, I originally yes, heard by her. Yes. But yeah. then I kind of settled on the song Ambrosia for some reason. I just It was like an earworm. I couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, I just really loved the arrangement. I loved the vocal on it. Uh, so check this out. This is Elizabeth and the Catapult with Ambrosia. Same roof over our heads, got the same blood. 
That's a great song. That could have fit in the chamber pop. Man, it's very, very classically um, structured, that song. Yeah, and I just I just love – I mean, she's using the synthesizers to provide this. I don't think those are real strings, but she's doing – the arrangement's great on him. It's really melodic, and from the way her vocal melody changes to the way the the sort of strings do, the plucked strings. Right. Uh, yep. It's just got a great sound. It's very syncopated, like a Bach piece or something. Very It's very syncopated, and I love the way she's kind of dancing – Vocally above that, it's beautiful. I, the, the, this record is has got quite an eclectic uh, lineup of songs. I was look at, looking through it. The one I liked a lot was "Something More." It's a beautiful song. You're right. Underwater is fantastic. I love the production of it. It sounds like she's singing underwater. Uh, yeah, it's 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 got a check it out. Keepsake new uh, Elizabeth and the Catapult, and certainly come see them play at the. Uh, at the at the um, the festival because again this is a band that I like I said Adam said I you know I've known for quite some time mainly that first record uh, but never saw play live so that's cool and you know I'm there I missed two people I missed that I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, in this festival is Monks of Doom and oh, yeah. both of them in Berlin at, at Berlin here in East Village uh, it, me and Emmer got the our, our dates mixed up so I couldn't make their show and I was all ready to do it I think they were opening that show down here and then Sean. After I did the piece about him, I was going to do an addendum on his show here, but I had this really early thing the next day, and it was like he was going on stage like at midnight or something. So I was like, I'm going to skip that. But uh, two artists that I wrote about this year that I have not seen play live, and and, and we talked about it when he was here, Stephen Kellogg, who I wrote about and loved his live album and loved his recorded stuff, and I've met him now four times and still have not seen him perform. So I'm really looking forward to this myself. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great music at this thing, and that uh, I I'm always over the moon about seeing Stu. Quite honestly, whenever and I Stu. see yep. Stu or the Negro Problem, that's always like I think it's precedence over everything else in life to see Stu and the Negro Problem. <laughs> well said. I just uh, <laughs> that's my ultimate concert. I just love 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 seeing that band. Um, what was I going to tell you? There was something else. I don't know. I guess we should move on to those nights. This is a band from Nashville. Another band that Barbara brought in, actually. And I've watched a bunch of the videos. I didn't realize there was a record until recently, but I've watched a bunch of the videos. And, you know, it's, a, you know, keyboards, guitars, a uh, couple guitars, uh, uh, often uh, trombone, uh, some horns. They have uh, singing and rapping at times. Uh, they got a bunch of cool stuff going on. Um, this is the first song off their record, uh, uh, Fine Line, which is uh, this year, I think. Yeah, and this is called Head Over Heels. Take those nights from Nashville, Tennessee. Even though, now that I think about it, they're actually from Austin, Texas. <laughs> and I don't know why. We were just in a Nashville vein. I just came from Nashville. This is absolutely a band from Texas and not from Tennessee. That's all. This is Head Over Heels by the Austin, Texas band, Those Nights. Go now, follow me, follow me. Home now, won't you pull away from the friends that you rode with? Won't get mad, they'll understand attraction When it's natural 
Yeah, that's a great song, man. I love that song. Yeah, that's really catchy. I like that one. Just, I love the arrangement of it. There's the production of it. I, it's just, I, it's a, it never stopped moving your foot during the whole thing, and the of the harmonies in there. Great song. Yeah, they're a pretty cool band. They got a lot <laughs> of stuff going on. I'm interested to see it all live because I've watched some videos that seem really cool. They are playing. I believe they're the first band on at seven o'clock on Saturday night on the big stage. I believe they open the big stage on Saturday. I feel terrible for all the poor people who will be listening to this podcast months from now <laughs> and saying, oh, when's that? Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> I probably should mention the dates. So many people have told me like they're, they're binging you know, the show from the beginning and then like the podcast, so they catch the stuff later on. They're gonna no, be but so this dis- won't be months from now. This is going to be on no, I'm saying, in a week. They, so there's a lot of people oh, who don't listen up to later. the yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I get it. <laughs> They're going to be it. so disappointed because we're really. I mean, some of these bands are you really do want to see, and you know that's the great thing. If you if you can't make it, and certainly if you're in other parts of the country or out of the country, and you listen to us, uh, there's some great live stuff of all the acts we played on these podcasts for uh, on YouTube and on their website. And I know you guys are taping all the. The sessions here, right? That, oh yeah, we film the... them. We film every... We have about a seven camera shoot. We film everything, and those are great, really great. The garden sessions, uh, and I think it for me when I was here a couple of years ago, it was those versions of those songs that resonated with me, and the ones I remembered when we, when we did a podcast and played some of this, my favorite songs, as opposed to the Bowery Electric. Although the Bowery Electric versions are great, uh, certainly, and seeing a band with a live audience in, in, in full regalia, except for stripped down here in, in some cases. Uh, is a different experience, but I, you know, it's well, really I cool when we did the first uh, Outlaw Roadshow uh, podcast. You played some stuff by, uh... yeah, Don DeLego band. Yes, it's the first time I heard them, and I heard them here. And uh, they had, you know, a, a backup singer that they brought. It was really cool to see with the tambourines and everybody singing along. Uh, it got me right into the spirit of the whole thing. I think they were actually the very first band that I, I heard. Uh, in this experience, and it's a it's a really really cool thing. So yeah, no, uh, I think the first band was Harmelays. Oh, well, was that no no? I missed them. I missed them. Oh, you saw you them told at the me show. the story. Right. Yeah, that's I the told first. You they were so good. Right, that was the right. first one I saw at the Bowery Electric. Uh, right. You said you got woken up by them, and I love that story. And then I ended that's up right. talking to them for most of the night. Great uh, songwriters, good people. And uh, and they got such. A, they were telling me, oh, I just can't even believe this experience. It might have been in, in, in their first time through New York. They were really blown away by the whole experience, which was kind of neat. And, and we and, hope we, that's what we, we kind of want to do. Want it to be a completely great experience for the band. That's always been the idea to make each of these, whether it's the Outlaw Roadshow or Underwater Sunshine, a really great experience for the musicians. You know? And it is. And I was just about to say again, and I've said it a few times on these podcasts that. It, it's the bands interacting with each other, rooting for each other, staying around to listen to the sessions, staying around to listen to the shows, uh, the, the performances, uh, the, the, the intimacy of the venue and the, the fact that you can talk to the bands when they come off the stage and, and them to get uh, an, an audience in New York and to get to play with other musicians. It is – it's almost like when you come to this festival and you see it, you're kind of it's, – it's like a sneak peek into seeing how bands interact with each other. Uh, and that, I know as you said earlier – that's what you dig about this is being around other people who do this for a living that that do this for an art form and, and a creative outlet and it's it's all right there in this yeah you know we have one more band to deal with today uh <laughs> the the only band still left that we haven't played stuff from although many of you have heard songs by this band of course because uh 
they came out three or four years after us. I want to say it's 96. I think it's right out. It's the year after Recovering the Satellites comes out uh, as their first album. Uh, and it immediately has a huge hit. Um, and we're not going to play that song today, but uh, the band we're talking about is Marcy Playground, who is playing the Underwater Sunshine. Uh, John Wozniak is the singer, songwriter, guitar player. Uh, and their, uh, their first album, of course, had a huge hit in Sex and Candy. Uh, which I think is a great song, but uh, you reminded me of this other song, which I absolutely love and I'd forgotten about. But this is my favorite song on the record. It's my favorite song, absolutely. Too. Yes, on their first record, and we wanted to play. I want to play you some more recent stuff too, but because uh, I think he's a really cool songwriter. Um, and uh, sometimes when you have a hit right off the bat, it's hard to get people to pay attention to you later, especially if the hit can seem like a, a novelty song in a way. I don't think Sex and Candy actually is one. But uh, I, I think that uh, people haven't taken the time to really appreciate some of his songwriting. Uh, and this is a perfect example. This song is so good. Uh, and it could easily have been a hit at the time. I don't remember it being one. But I remember this song really vividly because it was always my favorite song on the record. And I'd completely forgotten about it until you suggested it when I asked you what songs we should play. Uh, but this is this is a... Sherry Fraser. Oh man, this is a good song. Man. From uh, their first album, Marcy Playground, which is called Marcy Playground. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's interesting about this. He went to a school called the. I read a story about this. He went to a school called the Marcy School, and he was a really shy kid, I guess, and he was just intimidated by the other kids, and he refused to go out on the playground. And it was just this place that really intimidated him. And that's where the band name comes from: is the Marcy School Playground, Marcy Playground, that he felt was this place that he couldn't fit in and uh here's a version of marcy playground he does fit in in uh, and this is their song sherry fraser Ooh, i saw stars falling all around her head red gold and blue sherry All one 
that is a fucking great song, man. Yeah, I love that song. There's just something so. I love that melody, that falling all around oh, my God, head. It's so good. With the guitar doing it too. It's just, it's simple, but it's really good. It's yeah. Beatles good. That's how good that is. It's Beatles good. And I'm going to put that in like side three of the White Album. I, first of all, Sherry Fra- Frazier is a great title. And I love the fact that it's Sherry Frazier by Marcy Playground. <laughs> and it's so great. But I am really moved. And I'm not going to get too deep into this because I don't want to play a couple more songs. But uh, I love what he says because I am an Alice in Wonderland freak. And that's what I base my novel Why on. The Mad Hatter, he waits for Alice to come to tea again. He waits forever for his old lover and always wondering, will I see the stars falling around your head? The reason why that's so great is because if you're familiar with that book, the Mad Hatter is really does want Alice to stay, but he abuses her the entire time. You could tell he's like, hey, she can make this exciting. She can make my life exciting again. She belongs here, but he abuses her. And then, of course, she goes away and he waits for her to come back. But she's not going to come back because she hates him because he's an asshole yeah. to her. And I just I love that. I'm not, I'm not even sure that's what he's saying here in this song, but that's what I heard. And it really takes it to another level. Uh, but musically, like you said, it's just fantastic. I love it. I love that song. God, I love that song. Twelve years later, I mean, they made a, another album a couple year, like a year or two later. But they also, and they've made several albums since then. But they made an album in two thousand nine or ten called "Leaving Wonderland in a Fit of Rage," uh-huh. uh, and it's much more. I think it was originally supposed to be a John Wozniak solo album, and uh, they decided to make it a Marcy Playground album instead. Um, but it's it's actually really cool, and uh, it has a real. You know, I could see where it was going to be a solo album. It it it, it has a little more of that vibe to it at times, but it, it does feature a little more of his guitar playing and a little more, especially his acoustic guitar playing. There are several songs. There's one called Memphis where he really. It's a very simple song, lyrically and melodically, but the guitar part is is the acoustic, the picking. Finger picking is really pretty brilliant, but I want to play this song called "Devil Woman" because I just thought it was also it had a, a really great acoustic guitar lick to it. So this is a uh, Marcy Pragon from Twelve Years Later, two thousand nine, "Devil Woman."
coming home to you. And you and I together were matching gasoline, burning. And you and I together, like we're only 17, learning. And you're the only woman who's ever truly been my baby. truly been my favorite, my favorite little girl. Yeah, I just really like that song. I was, I, uh, I like that acoustic guitar part. Oh, I love it. In both that and, and Sherry <laughs> Fraser, I like the way he's uh, using the guitar part to harmonize with his own vocal yeah. in a way, yep. both ryth- uh, rhythmically and and actually melodically or harmonically. Yeah, that, uh, this this band is very very. Uh, they have a lot of different sides to them. They have quite a grungy material. We were talking about while this is playing. They have sort of this Weezer sound, sort of this uh, dissonant kind of rock sound, and then a kind of a playful, like in Sex and Candy, kind of like you said. You know, Sex and Candy is kind of like this and Sherry Fraser, and yeah. it's more the acoustic Poppy, side. Of yeah, yeah. Uh, I really dig that about them. We should get going, but before we go, we're going to leave you with one more song by uh, Underwater Sunshine Artist. Now, we've played him before. We played basically over the course of several podcasts the entirety of Sean Barna's new uh, EP, Sissy, uh, which I sing on. Which is brilliant. Uh, But we are going to play an older one. This was the first song that really knocked me out by Sean years ago uh, when I first saw him play. Uh, This is from 2014's EP, which is called Cutter Street, and this is... Man, I think the incredible song by Sean Barna. This is Cutter Street. And if I may, can I add a thing or two here? Yeah. So I want to say when I interviewed Sean, it was Adam who mentioned in that po- podcast that his name, your your name checked in Modern Man for loving Cutter Street. Right. Right. Yeah. And and uh, when I asked uh, Sean about that for the piece I wrote, and please check it out. It's uh, you'll find it on. You just look for Sean Barna, James Campion, it's an Aquarian piece. I did a couple weeks ago on Sissy, which is brilliant. Uh, he says, you know, the reason why I put it in Modern Man is because when I went to see Counting Crows and watched Adam for the first time in 2007, it really showed me what you can do, how you can perform these songs in an emotional way. So I thought that was great that you were turned on by Cutter Street. He was originally turned on by you to write songs. One of the reasons inspired him to write songs. And then uh, you ended up singing on another song of his which is, you know, fantastic. It's a great and, and a perfect way to end these, these two podcasts about underwater uh, sunshine because it's what we do here is turn people on to music. It's what you've been doing for years with First Outlaw Roadshow with all those roadshows that you did, the traveling roadshow with all those bands you used to bring in, all the bands that you've, since the very first time County Crows made it, Adam always took bands out on the road, eclectic different bands to turn them on, to turn people on to them. And Sean comes from that lineage. He is part of that. And the fact that we're playing this song, Cutter Street, which, which uh, you know, put uh, Sean on Adam's radar, I think is a great way to end this. And it is a fantastic song. And thanks well, yeah, to you and, guys. and thanks to also uh, Ryan, of course, found Sean. I, I had never heard Sean's music before. Right. Ryan's um, The lyric in there is, uh, 
In the second verse of Modern Man, Adam said he liked my story about that street of bloodstained glory. I am a modern man. I'm a modern man. Uh, which I didn't even realize was about me until I was like, wait, is that about Cutter Street? Uh, <laughs> but this is the song he was talking about because he played this at the uh, – I think I first saw it here at my house when he did an Yes, it's online. Session. You could see it. It's online. And he – it was just incredible. So this is Sean Barna, the brilliant Cutter Street. Uh, and we will see you at the Underwater Sunshine Festival. So please join us there. It is – Friday and Saturday, October 12th and 13th, and we cannot wait to see you. Please come out. This is Adam signing off. I'm with my friend. James, we can't wait to see you guys. Katie and Holly and Barbara and the whole gang coming out. Frank, we love you guys. And, uh, uh, you know, I I haven't seen anybody for a couple of years, some of these people, so I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody. We got to go. Felipe, peace. Late. In the end. We go insane when we find our common ground And what we need, we take in vain You should have thrown that bottle down And on my way down the stairs Like a thought Love, desire What it means for us in the morning And it is killing you And it is killing me But everything waits for Athena What you want is not what you get Diamonds and your pretty 